Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Occasionally, when I am reading scripture, I come across a name, story, or place that I don't recall reading about before even though I might have read that scripture many times in the past. Today's reading of 2 Timothy chapters 3 and 4 is just like that for me. I love how scripture can come alive at any time, how the Lord can illuminate the shadows and make the words almost bounce off the page. This is Angie, and thanks for joining me today on this journey as we focus on two obscure verses that Paul includes among a lot of memorable scriptures and concepts in these last two chapters of 2 Timothy. Perhaps that is why I have breezed past these two verses that I'd like to focus on today. Perhaps I have been too focused on the heavy hitters, as there are some great gems among these two chapters. Dangers about the last days, the inspiration of scripture, the value of good teaching, fighting the good fight, the crown of righteousness, and Alexander, who was apparently a horrible, no good, very bad boy. 2 Timothy 4, 14 and 15. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him, for he fought against everything we said. Do those two verses strike you as odd? I don't remember reading them in the past, even though I know I have done so multiple times. Why would Paul include this information about some random dude named Alexander? Who in the world was Alexander, the coppersmith, that did harm to Paul? And why should I care about him in the year 2022? Well, we know Alexander's trade, coppersmith. This was actually important for Paul to note, as we remember back in Acts 19, where Paul is in Ephesus attempting to preach the Christian gospel. The Lord is using him in a mighty way to perform miracles, cast out evil spirits, and bring people to repentance through the power of the gospel. You might recall that Ephesus had an old temple that was dedicated to Artemis, a Greek goddess. Craftsmen would gather around the temple and make really good money selling trinkets and statues and other relics. Paul's message that day and presenting the truth of Jesus was calling the temple for what it was, a fake, a bogus God. This was a real threat to the livelihood of these craftsmen. A huge riot broke out, and most scholars believe the Alexander mentioned in Acts 19 is indeed the same craftsman mentioned in 2 Timothy. There is also pretty compelling evidence that Alexander was a Jew and was steadfast in his defense and devotion to Jewish traditions. As we have seen throughout our reading in Acts, Paul was often accused of trying to eliminate all customs associated with traditional Judaism. Paul and his message had destroyed Alexander's idolatrous business, had shown a spotlight on his sinful behavior, had questioned his religious beliefs. Revenge was on the table for Alexander. Alexander became, in essence, a master bully, fixated on destroying Paul and the gospel that he preached. So now we know who Alexander was, and we have some background on why he was likely persecuting Paul. But why does Paul include this info to Timothy, 
and how's it relevant to us? Well, here is my take on the reason. A short letter written by me to Timothy and to us, speaking as if I were Paul. Dear Timothy and all you fellow listeners, I, Paul, am being persecuted for my faith. You need to know this will happen to you also as you speak the name of Jesus. People will say awful things about you and me, about our faith, about Jesus, but I do not need you to take up this offense on my behalf or take revenge or defend me. God himself will handle this issue at the proper time, but you need to be aware that opposition will come. Be on alert, and when it comes, don't fight back, but keep your eyes on Jesus, the author, perfecter, and finisher of our faith. Do not repay evil for evil, but entrust yourself to the person you preach about, Jesus. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. Blessings, Paul. Oh, snap. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I need that reminder. When I hear someone speak poorly about my faith or about Jesus or Bethel Church or Pastor Adam or my coworkers, the need to take up the offense on their behalf rises up in me like volcanic lava. I have an appetite that wants to correct the wrong, wants to defend, and then squash the bully. Yet Paul is reminding Timothy and us that we will face opposition. But instead of focusing on the opposition or the need to defend, we must stand firm in our faith and leave the rest to God. Friends, that is really hard for my flesh to do. But if I respond in anger or judgment, I am just like Alexander and not like Jesus. I want to be known for my grace, mercy, and my trust in the Lord. Maybe someday I will get there. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.